Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. The one where we go back inside the safety of the walls. <laughs> there's quotes around safety. Um, the relative safety. <laughs> the, there's quotes around safety for sure. Yeah, we've got a new goal, though. We do have, yeah, we do have some new goals and objectives, and even remarkably, a plan. We have mm-hmm. a heist mm-hmm. plan. <laughs> kind I don't of. know if it's so much a heist. I mean, <laughs> we're sneaking something out of something, so we're stealing and people. Yeah. It's <laughs> technically a heist. It's a jailbreak. By by a loose definition, it's a jailbreak. Mm. It's a jailbreak. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not one of those uh, classic Wild West jailbreaks where you just tie some ropes to a horse and then to some <laughs> to bars, the bars and, and, and yank it out. Yeah. It would be so much easier if we could just do something like that. Or some dynamite, just tell them to get away yeah. from the wall and. Yeah, because you know, that ho- totally works. I'm sure. Step one, bombs. blow a giant hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Step two, I guess fight twenty Tatari. Woohoo! Let's go. Step three, profit. Somehow. Uh, yeah, so I was supposed to actually get into what happened last time. When last we left our heroes, the Silver Ravens, they had left the city of Cantargo for its hinterlands, uh, making their way out into the swamps of Argos Isle to make their way to the Shrine of St. Cynex and speak mm-hmm. with the Lictor, the uh, leader of the Order of the Hell Knights, uh, the Order of the Torrent. You'd uh, made your way out there and met with Lictor Octavio Sabinus. Uh, Sabinus had been... Uh, uh, a little hesitant at first, but I mean, honestly, I think he quickly just went, you know what? I don't really have a lot of al- allies, so I might as well just take them where I can get them. Mm-hmm. These guys seem uh, less uh, light things on fire and see what happens later kind of rebellion. <laughs> that would be something I'd be more reticent about helping. <laughs> well, we have businesses and affairs to keep in order while we're doing this rebellion. That's true. And you know what's bad for business? Arson. Yes. <laughs> I mean, arson's bad for a lot of things, really. It's true. I mean, yeah. Business lives the environment question mark people generally don't like being on fire i find you know what else is bad for business these ridiculous tolls they're charging everywhere Mm. maybe that's also true a little bit you'd spoken to um actually pretty much all of last episode was uh was the discussion between the silver ravens and octavio sabinus about uh Mm -hmm. one his uh attempted stopping throne whenever he initially came into power which uh throne has construed maybe accurately as an assassination attempt Again, all a matter of perspective, really. It's true from a certain point of view. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, from Obi-Wan. From a certain point of view. <laughs> well, he was he was very apt about telling us, you know, technically it's not an assassination attempt since he told him, you know, draw your sword, go right ahead. Yeah. Have also, he it. doesn't view it as an assassination attempt because he doesn't view him as a rightful leader. <laughs> That's yeah, true. he basically was like, you can smother him in his sleep, which is fine because he's an enemy combatant. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. After a long conversation with Octavio, you just learned a bit more about the situation at hand as far as what mm. he is concerned, as well as uh, you believe some of the, the legalese seemingly uh, charted out in the Cantargo contract. Yes, and this is not the first time this has come up either, mm-hmm. which is I believe it has been mentioned in passing once before, just basically yeah. about how when Cantargo and the Duchy of Ravenel surrender to House Throne, that there was a, uh, a specific contract written between the two. Although that does not appear to be general, its contents are not general knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he seems to believe that there is a greater degree of autonomy allowed to Ravenel as part of the concessions given to in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, that the proper channels were not gone through to remove the previous Lord Mayor and instate a new Lord Mayor. And as so such, he does not recognize the 
the power. And yes, uh, in essence, it means that it was a coup. Unfortunately, a we coup. just can't solve solve all of this by like you know going to law court. So yep. well, yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah, it's like great. it's it's interesting <laughs> trivia. But I'm like we're sitting there, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, we can do some like propaganda kind of rumor spreading around that. But it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, like they wouldn't have acknowledged it anyway if we were like, we have a legal claim that says you're not allowed to do this. Besides, well, if all it takes that is the work. nobles of the city enforcing it, the Victoras are gone, the Serenis are going to be in automatically, and the other noble houses would be easy enough for the Asmodeans to pay off to just agree to it anyway. Yeah. So Basically. <laughs> Again, this was all well-planned and well-thought-out. Like, Thrun came in and basically was like, all of this months and possibly years of planning, let's do this, and Mm. He did. He had a plan, and he saw that plan through. Yeah, well, we're here to throw a wrench into said plan. Yeah, part of his plan was not having an active rebellion attempting to oppose him, or at the very least, you don't think so. <laughs> well, we're not even sure how aware of us he was until very recently. So Yeah. And he still probably doesn't really think we're that big of a problem. Probably Let's not at it. this point. Probably not. That's his first mistake. Yeah. It, it is. And also, it doesn't seem like he anticipated Octavio Sabine as basically ordering him to surrender himself to be prosecuted. Yeah. Upon taking over the city, he was like, I'm sure I mean, he thought that was really side. funny. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, it's one of those things that's like, there's like that awkward pause and like people are trying to, like, to decide whether they should laugh or not. Like, you know? uh, Qua? Was that a joke or no? Is off to the side, the, uh, the other Hell Knight from the Order of the Rack just pulls out a, a tiny little like you know, the pocket constitution kind of thing, except for, for Chiliax. <laughs> just starts flipping through that right? Wait a second, I don't, I don't remember right. this part. <laughs> it's like, actually, if look at paragraph nine, subcolumn five, it nah, says... Subcolumn five here. is my least favorite. That's uh, my least favorite subcolumn. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you would learn from Octavia that uh, he is willing to aid the rebellion. Uh, even gave you guys some uh, interesting background on uh, your predecessors in the Silver Ravens. Yeah. At the very least, a little bit more information about how uh, some of them went rogue, kidnapped the mayor's son, which you were somewhat familiar with from when you spoke to the uh, the imp, uh, Blosodriet, mm. back in book one. As well yeah. as I think um, some of the documentation talked about yeah. that as well. But the the other the big thing was that Jackdaw might still be alive. It's possible. Possibly. Yeah. But he had informed you that he'd be willing to work with you uh, with the... Uh, more or less the understanding that, one, you will uh, endeavor to stay within the law whenever possible. Hmm. More or less basically saying, yeah, don't like immediately default to burning down the city, just in case. Just to make sure that that is on the books, that he stated that. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, sure, yeah, definitely we don't want to burn down the city, man. <laughs> I live but we're going to have to do I some things that are <laughs> illegal. That's just the nature of this. Well, yeah. Oh, and, he, and he said as much, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. there might be vampires. Oh, there's yes, definitely also. at least one. Oh, yeah, there, there's at least bomb. one. Just drop that bomb. Yeah. Which may or may not yeah. have a connection to the missing children we heard about a few episodes ago. Yeah, that was not yeah. great. So now we're like, okay, vampire hunting. We'll add that to the resume. Yeah, whether or not there's uh, any any survivors left of the Septimiax Society. Septimiax. They killed all the ones in, maybe they killed all the ones in Kentargo, and there were others left in Nidal who... Yeah. yeah. Now that it's like, I mean, Asmodeans, I know at least there's one vampire over there in that temple, so. And mm. now that the Asmodeans yeah. are way more in charge of Kentargo, they're like, eh, they won't care if we take a few kids. Yeah, they're like poor kids. Who cares about poor kids? We care about them. That's who. Also, technically, the law does. Because kidnapping I mean, is yeah, illegal sure. and you are in a lawful evil society here. But 
You'd, uh, after speaking to him, he had said that he would be willing to aid the party if you could rescue the five armagers being held, he believes, at the holding house, of which he had provided you a map for, as well mm-hmm. as uh, some general guidelines on, uh, hey, maybe it's time to do a little cosplay as uh, some Tatari and try to <laughs> walk in there and uh, just present them with some papers and walk out like nothing happened. Oceans, Use uh, the legal system against them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yes. desperately want to just go, okay, let's bust out the... Uh, Blades in the Dark rule set for this. Oh, However, geez. we will not be doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that we could just be like, I want to do a flashback real quick. <laughs> I want a flashback <laughs> to me talking with Morgar about this exact sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, do it like Ocean's Eleven style, you know. Mm. When the guard's asking us some questions, I want to do a flashback real quick to when I lit a barrel of brags on fire outside. <laughs> just so that they're suddenly distracted in the middle of this conversation they're having with me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we said no arson. We didn't say no burning anything. Yeah, it's not arson. It's a barrel. I mean, you got to make a distraction, and the way to make a distraction is loud noises. It's yeah. really a portable heater. God. <laughs> a portable oh, heater. sorry. You rolled with the complication. So yes, there there was a fire that burst out the back, and now it spread to everything. No. <laughs> How is this stone building on fire? I'm gonna start a clock here. Let's just say six pieces until the building burns down, and all of you oh, asphyxiate. No. Oh no. <laughs> That is not the Why plan. is the stone burning? All of that notwithstanding. You had finished your conversation there, learning from him that uh, you would hopefully be able to find a way to sneak in, possibly using disguises, uh, as well as the name of a forger that he is familiar with, even though he's not necessarily an ally to, a woman by the name of Ruba Finquay, who runs a shop in Old Cantargo. Mm. We didn't get the name of the shop. That would have been smart of us. Uh, it doesn't even necessarily have a name. It just has, it's a plaque with her name on it that lists the oh, okay. uh, various services yeah. that she so maybe has. Maybe she's like a located. notary or something. Uh, literally, <laughs> it says uh, notarius. No- mm. Notarius? Hey, is notarius? that a proper term for that? What is that? I'm I curious. don't know. What? Uh, notorious? Is this notorious that we're talking about? Nobody would put notorious on their thing. And you don't put like Jordan Jenkins notorious. I don't know. You might. I don't advertise that I'm notorious. People just know that I'm notorious by rumors. Notarius. <laughs> notarius. Apparently is a person who takes dictation, typically in shorthand, in an official capacity. Oh, oh mm. like a court stenographer. Yeah, kind of like a stenographer. Odd. Okay. So, yeah, you do know that she is uh, operating out of old Contargo. He had hinted that she may have been working with the Bellflower Network. And we were like, dang it, we could have talked to Laria. We can still talk to Laria. We can, we can still, still talk, talk to Laria. Laria. Yeah, I think that's still definitely in the in, in the plan. That might be a good way to kind of like ease our entrance so we're not just a bunch of strangers walking up to her door saying, hey, we need a favor. Yeah, for all we know, Laria's worked with her before. so Possibly, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. means we may not have the cold welcome that uh, uh, Octavio was telling us we're probably going to Well, if get. we were rolling in there like Hell Knights, sure, we'd have a cold welcome. Yeah. But we're not Hell Knights. So... Returning back, the five of you make your way up from the the lower, the secret area under the St. Senex, the crypts down there, if you will, uh, wherein Octavio has been hiding, absconded, and ascend up the stairs, reach the bottom of the, the rungs bolted into the wall, eyeing somewhat uh, nervously, I imagine, the, the occasional slithering piece of rope from the surrounded... <laughs> surrounding detritus and flotsam and jetsam that have uh, been left down here before ascending your way up the ladder and exiting back out into the shrine. The two caretakers, the druids of the shrine, give you a nod as you exit, taking a couple of moments to look you over before the uh, man makes his way forward. Good. 
Yeah, everything seems to be all right. He nods. I imagine you uh, have a brief conversation uh, explaining, yeah, we'll probably be back, um, mm-hmm. maybe with more people. I definitely make plans to come back and study with them. Yes. But bid uh, brother Jinbai and sister Ramel farewell before making your way back off into the swamp. Oh, did you need to get a box of goods to get we back to the We do need to get a box of yeah, goods. Um, I, I don't know if they will even remember that's what you all told them. <laughs> it's... <laughs> they made a note that that was what we were out there out here for. Well, maybe we could buy some goods from the druids. Oh, okay. I mean, do they have goods for sale? They have a bag of shrooms. They're questionable. Yeah. I think I'll probably wait till I'm closer <laughs> no, to town. Thank you. No, they, they don't produce anything out here. Mm-hmm. They've. It's more or less they're in a subsistence off the land kind of situation out here. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I guess if when we get back closer to the to the gate, we might try to see the the buildings that are over there see if there's a merchant or anything or just a farmer who can or just somebody who's got yeah we go to like a the farmer's a market table. Yep. we're gonna need more than lemonade, lemonade we need at least lemons you know when you drive through farmland often there's little signs that are like fresh eggs oh yeah there's always a farm stand or five yeah or like watermelon or whatever and it will be the best watermelon and, oh, and it will be the best watermelon. corn on the cob you will ever have in your life just yes. saying we have watermelon when we finish this recording so I suppose you uh, you make your way off, wade off into the swamp. The sky has cleared, the sun coming out from behind the clouds, which at first is a bit of a relief until it begins to warm the water. That humidity kind mm-hmm. of kicks up as you make your way through the swampy area. Oh, we're and uh, you feel soaked from the waist down wading through the water and soaked from the waist up in uh, humidity and sweat as you make mm-hmm. your way back out of the swamp. We're just fully immersed in gross. I know this feeling way too well, and I hate it. I do hate this feeling. I was going to say, everybody from Texas here is like, oh, yep, I know that feeling. Mm." (laughs) Yep. Yep. Once we're out of the swamp, Cesare will cast Prestidigitation on everyone because we can't go trying to get back into the city looking like we walked through the flipping swamp. Fair. True. (laughs) True. That's fair. Raven uh, demands it, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Even though Raven has not touched any of this. (laughs) Yeah, the humidity. She's swollen up like mm-hmm. her fur is swollen up to twice its normal size. Oh, um, poor kitty. <laughs> she's like, at least you guys can sweat normally. <laughs> yeah, sweaty curly. little paw prints left all over Cesare's back. Oh. Which is true. Mm. You make your way through the swamp. You know, listening to the uh, the croaking of the frogs, the buzzing of the insects, the occasional, again, the uh, the only thing out here that is feasibly even a danger to all of you, and as long as you're not really getting in the way of them, are the uh, cat-sized dragonflies which every once in a while buzz past and watch you from a nearby tree branch. Uh, But they're mostly interested, considering it's getting more into uh, a bit more of the mating season around here. They're mostly interested in the males killing one another Mm. to impress the ladies. Mm -hmm. Like you do. Like Like you you do. do. Like you do. Ah, nature. (laughs) Brutal. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. The thing is, uh, (laughs) what is it, the Poison Ivy quote? It's like, nature isn't cruel, it's just efficient. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love I mean, Poison Ivy. She is my favorite, like, mm-hmm. not not villain, more like an anti-hero. <laughs> anti-hero. Just my favorite villainous. person. She can be, but she's villainous in a way that I can get behind. Sure. <laughs> more of an eco-terrorist. Yeah. You exit out of the swamp, make your way up to the side of the road. I imagine it's here that Cesare just kind of turns around and starts prestidigitizing everybody. It takes a couple minutes, probably, but yeah. Yeah, maybe like five minutes for you to clean everyone up and 
in the meantime, everyone's just kind of pulling their boots out and like sloshing all the water out of them and everything else and mm-hmm. slipping them back on, getting cleaned up magically. Yay. A farmer goes rolling past on uh, his two-wheeled cart with his donkey, chewing a piece of uh, grass and wearing a straw hat, just kind of tips his hat at all of y'all. You folks need a ride back? Can That'd we fit great. on his cart? It do- does he have like apples or something on his cart? Uh, he is a beet farmer. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that Certainly. sounds awesome. Sure, sounds great. We'll also buy some beets from him. <laughs> and one bag of beets. If he's willing to sell me beets, I'll buy beets. I mean, yeah, how, how much beets can we get for like, you know, half a gold? Half a gold. Probably a lot. Remember, it's a silver-based <laughs> system silver based system now. Beets. <laughs> I will take all the beets. <laughs> I don't want to buy all of his beets. I just want to buy enough for me to carry back in. Exactly. And then we can use them to feed the people in the wasp nest. So let's say I tried to actually look up food prices. I had no real luck. Yeah. All right. So let's see. In uh, in one E, 10 pounds of wheat was uh, one silver piece. Let's let's just go ahead and say it's five copper. OK, I got it. I oh, got, got it. Okay. Yeah. Tons and tons of beets. But yeah, he takes it. And he uh, he rides along, chats with all of you politely. Got to be careful being out here with the uh, that spire drake flying around is what they're telling me now. Mm. Heard about that. Have mm. you seen it yourself? Spire drake? No, no. I saw Wyvern once. Hmm. Oh. Yep. Flew right off with the hog. Heck of a mm. thing. Mm. I guess it supports the phrase when pigs fly. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, miss. <laughs> nope, nope. This is all just kind of a sign of all the problems that have been going on in this city for a while now. Hmm. Mm. Been downhill for a bit. Fair Things enough. have been taking a turn for the worse, I agree. You know, it's true. I've been thinking about moving on uh, on south down near White Rock. Hmm. Never been out that far. I ain't either. Maybe <laughs> hmm. there's good folk down there, though. More Rastilians, fewer Asmodeans. You get my drift? Yep. Sure do. By drift, I mean like river drift. (laughs) That kind of drift. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, he was pretty clear, really. (laughs) He was very clear. (laughs) I just want to make sure, you know, I'm just trying to be polite out here, but I'll get you folks back to town. It's no problem. Thanks for buying some of the beats, too. Oh, sure thing. You know, kids these days, they just don't appreciate a good beat. Mm. Big fan of the juice myself. Ah, oh, that's the stuff. Keeps you regular. I like a pickled beet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you regular. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. They actually have a chemical in them that makes you happier, <laughs> like literally helps your serotonin production. Oh, Wait, that true? You're some kind of oh. druid or something? That's some, that's some crazy <laughs> yeah, right that's there. That's a druid fact right there. <laughs> druid fact. You're a druid, really? <laughs> oh, my donkey's got this... Uh, there's kind of there's kind of limp there. If you're a druid, I wouldn't mind you taking a look at that. <laughs> I mean, I can look at it. Dang it, I have this accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get infectious with all these sections around here. Oh my god, <laughs> it is. It's hard. <laughs> uh, sure, I can look at your donkey when we uh, maybe get through the gate or whatever. Oh, that'd be great. I I think it's just a little bit of that um, you know, kind of that club foot comes back and forth all the time through the marshy land. It's not real good for the hooves. Mm. Have you had a fairy out recently? Fair. Take a look at the hooves. Oh, fair. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking fair. about one of those seely unseely kind of things. I've... Oh, not a fairy. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
guy knows a surprisingly amount of, about the My fact. cousin once met a Nerid, tried to run off with her. We had to tie him down to a hitching post. Chesare just raises an eyebrow that this farmer has any idea what unsalee and salee fay are, but keeps his mouth shut. This guy's <laughs> look wild. This is one of those guys, he's heard, the, he's heard the stories, you know? They're all over the place out here, you know? Although, from what I understand, those, uh, those Nerids get a bad break. Hmm. Just my thoughts. You know, people going around trying to steal their scarves all the time. That's just not very gentlemanly. Mm. It's not. What on earth is a married? <laughs> oh, it's like a type of thing. Okay. <laughs> They're watery. They're watery. It's kind of like a dryad, but for a pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pool. Nicola is going to nod as if he has any idea what that means. <laughs> I love the idea that he's got this, like, lake on his property that's got a merit in it. Uh, second cousin once who saw like a uh, a weeping willow treant one time. Oh wow! It might have mm. just been a tree. Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> it's it's freaking grandmother willow. It just has like a indentation that looks like a face. Yeah. <laughs> he fell off the cart one too many times. It's a long story. Well, in fact, we got time. I'll go ahead and launch into it. Yeah, explains the entire story when you guys are riding back to town. Dude, are uh, we only you. like like five hundred feet from? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, we're on time. a donkey cart that's now considerably more laden than it was <laughs> a moment ago. I guess that's true. I guess that's just true. like, I have a limp because you keep picking up hitchhikers. It would have probably been faster for you guys to walk. <laughs> <laughs> but then we wouldn't have picked beets. We all knew that this man came by specifically so we could buy his produce. <laughs> I mean, that may stories. or may not have been my motivation. <laughs> Delightful. You listen to the, the farmer's story as he makes his way in. I guess I look at his donkey. Farmer, uh, farmer... Joel. What if he's Cletus? Oh, hey. It's spelled with a G-E. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Geol. Uh, hilariously, also, I, I didn't know if Jess, like, did you know that donkeys can be, like, fairy or I whatever? I have no idea, but if they have hooves, they should be able to yeah, be, Yeah, you right? would imagine they would be, yeah. Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent druid fact for you. I just, I just got immediately like, uh, uh, I follow um, Nate the Hoof Guy. It's YouTube. so soothing to watch them. Yes, do. where they where they yeah. scrape the hooves and they give them relief and stuff. I'm like, oh, I love this. And going after it with like the sander and stuff. So mm -hmm. shout out to Nate the Hoof Guy. I love your. Channel. Well, I know what I'm gonna be googling later. <laughs> Come for the adventure, stay for the hoof facts. Yeah. Uh, Jess, if you want to uh, go ahead and make me a medicine check once you guys get back to... Uh, Can I use nature for my nature medicine thing that I have? Natural medicine? That's a feat. Uh, yeah, if you have the nature medicine thing, you can What's go that and called? use, use nature and stuff. Do you need any help like, to hold the Natural place? medicine. <laughs> Everyone else That's is like, huh. Hey! 33, I roll a 19. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. Yeah, so you just... Uh, I am a druid. <laughs> yeah. You just pull out your uh, your dagger. You kind of like dig in there and clear out in the hooves and all the rest of that stuff. You know, it looks like there's a small abscess. You look around. You find some uh, some nearby medicinal plants. Kind of combine that with some of the stuff that you already have. Chew it into a paste in your mouth. Just kind of spit it out and shove that in there and uh, and wrap mm -hmm. it and tell them to, to clean out the uh, to replace the the bandage and maybe give the donkey a day off. Yep. Well, that's mighty yep. kind of you. I was much obliged. Do you like an extra bag of beets? Oh, always. All right, I, I would feel bad just not giving you anything for that service. Well, thank you very much. Well, if you're ever back out here, feel free to stop by in case, you know, you have to come back out here for anything. Or hopefully I'm not scooped up and uh, I'm flown away by some sort of spider. <laughs> here you go. 
We'll keep that well, in mind, Joel. Once Thank again, you. not sure I if that's not. foreshadowing, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make us fall in love with an NPC and then threaten that. <laughs> we find Joel's cart and like some beats. No, we get an opportunity to save Joel later from oh the spider Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, uh, let's go save Joel and this hog. Apparently, <laughs> we don't care about the hog. We care about Joel. We the care about the hog. has been dead for a year. It was taken by. Oh yeah, okay. It was taken by Wyvern. Yeah. What's There's the no donkey's name? Yeah. What's the donkey's oh, name? Oh, oh, that's that's Jezebel. 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 Excellent. Yep. Not Jezebel. Yep. Jezebel. 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 <laughs> there is an E in there. There in might the be another syllable in there. There's mm. also three L's and two Z's in there. Mm. I didn't spell it. <laughs> ah. Well, you know, have a good evening. My son names all of these. Uh, all my animals and everything else. Well, good luck He's to good you boy. and your family. Yep, his name's also Joel. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you all later. <laughs> we wait. Bye, Joel I have and Joel Jr. <laughs> what time I'm day is it? Beats. We left pretty early in the morning. Yeah, it's just a little bit past noon by the time that you get back because it was okay, about an hour cause... out there. It was about an hour back. You spent about two hours uh, conversing with Octavius Sabinus. Okay, because mm-hmm. I have to. Cesare has to be at class at three, so. Right, well, so yeah, it's been about four hours. So yeah, it's probably right around. It's actually probably a little closer to around one by this point. Okay. All right. Probably need to meet up again soon and get started on our plans. Maybe tonight. I mean, we could just go to the shop today. Well. Well, we need to get the prison numbers. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So we've mm-hmm. got to we've got to set up some guys to go infiltrate or do something. Yeah. yeah. We need to talk to our. We've also got to figure out how ravens. to acquire armor and weapons. Yeah, it's Moon Day mm-hmm. though. We can't wait until next Sunday to start. No, no, everything. it's going to be during no. the week. We're doing school yeah. diary. Well, it might not be something we need to do. It might be something we can send one of the groups to go. We need to talk to Morgar and see about, like, if he knows where we could get some old uniforms or get uniforms. Laria might be able to hook us up with the forger. We need a mm-hmm. carriage. Got to acquire a carriage. We've got to get uniforms, weapons. How much is a carriage? Probably well, way more expensive than we can carriage. afford. It, oh, yeah, it, has, yeah. it probably is a special carriage. Well, we could see if there's like maybe a, a place that they keep like some busted up on. Like we can go full on Firefly episode, you know, where they get the ambulance transport and fix it up. So we could do the same mm. thing. We'll find an old Atari carriage, fix it up just enough to let it pass. Might not yeah. be 100%, Carpentry. but just enough. Let's see if we can do that. I have crafting. I was about to say I do too, so I can try to help. Hey. too. We're a crafty yeah. bunch. We are a crafty bunch. Yeah, I have no crafting, so y'all are on your own. All right. Cesare, do you have a break maybe in the afternoon or in the evening sometime? I only have an hour between my two classes, but I'll be done Mm. at around 6.30, give or take, assuming none of the students have any questions afterwards. All right. Then perhaps we should just meet back up tonight and start planning. Or, well, this evening. Technically not tonight, but you know what I mean. Before Mm -hmm. curfew. Yeah, of course. We all know what needs to be done. If you want to talk to Laria and Morgar beforehand, it doesn't really right. matter to me. Fair enough. I just wanted to make sure we weren't, you know, like, okay, we're going to do a thing. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we send people who live on that side of town to talk to those folks that are on that side of town. Yeah, because right. I was going to say, I'd, I'd be going to class. I mean, I'm, I, I'll be working, but like, I can go buy the Long Roads Coffee House and talk to Laria and see if yeah. she knows... Yeah, because you've got inroads person. with Laria to begin with. Because I have inroads I with not Morgar. only her, but the Bellfire Network as a whole. So, All right. yeah, I I could either between classes or or whatever, I could go talk to Morgar and see what uh, information he's got, since I'm the one who kind of brought him in anyway. You two do that, then I'll drop off some of these beats at the Clivenhof Society, since we got a second bag and all. 
I'm going to pickle these. They'll last forever. Nice. I was just thinking um, we could actually... I wasn't necessarily exaggerating when I said we could use some food donations, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I guess we'll try to meet up then in the morning tomorrow once we have more information. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. All right. Go, team, go. And break. <laughs> we also need to follow up some leads on missing children because... Yes. Those cases go cold real fast, and it's already been like a week. So I believe that means that uh, Adria is returning back to her shop. Nicola is going mm -hmm. to the Cloven Hoof Society. Lucia is planning on going and uh, checking out at the Long Roads Coffee House. Yep. Cesare is going to class. Vittoria is. Well, oh. I'm going to class, but then I'm also going to go talk to Morgar. Okay. So mechanically getting into this. First off, you don't have any problems with the guards at the gate. Uh, again, Hooray! you haven't necessarily done anything suspicious. You went out, you came back in. There's no more of you or less of you than there originally was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hard to hide somebody in a bag of beets. Hard to hide somebody in a bag of beets. Not you know, they do check the box that you bring difficult. in. Yeah. yeah. Just to make sure it's uh, there's nothing suspicious in there. I mean, it's, yeah, because I mean, you technically could like probably put like, I don't know, a silver weapon or something in there if you were like nefarious or something. Yeah. Well, and I imagine you probably uh, shoved deep in one of your bags the... Uh, awesome mithril short sword that one of you oh totally yeah in. yeah is anybody actually going to use this because i'm not really a sword uh player. so i don't know what the list of allowable weapons is for the dotari presumably short sword is one of them because that's why well, short, it to which us. we know yeah, short sword like, is yeah. one of them but i don't know if like rapier is so like i could have that just as a backup yeah because i'm not really a stabby a short sword as far as proficiencies go would be best for either the uh dex-based fighter or the investigator hey vittoria also uses a short sword uh, traditionally, the Datari carry uh, short swords, long swords, or maces, and commonly saps. Ah, uh, no whips. So, getting into getting into a bit of the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can keep equipment that you want. Mm -hmm. Anything that deviates will potentially raise suspicion. Ah. So, in essence, it will take points away from your disguise bonus. I see. Yeah. So we want to be as convincing as possible. So we'll get everybody. Short swords, long swords, maces, and a sap for everybody. I mean, a mace is fine with me, and I already have a sap, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm I could do that. a short sword. Long, I mean, I'm proficient with any of it, so. Chesare will be proficient with nothing, including the armor, so. Not even a mace? No, I don't think so. Oh, no, they took away wizards maces? don't get mace proficiency. They they have the very specific wizard proficiencies. <sighs> They're the only class that does. Well, you'll but... have it. It'll just be ceremonial. <laughs> the Taris don't have daggers? You'd think they would have a knife. I mean, yeah, dagger would be basically fine. Okay, But cool. they're going to carry a bigger weapon than just a dagger. Well, yeah, yeah, those are ornamental for us. And also keep in mind that while you are armored, for technically for anyone that is armored, you may choose to be counted as either armored in what you're armored in. So in the case of the Tatari, um, that is traditionally scale mail is mostly what they wear. Uh, mm. They do actually carry daggers, maces, as well as short bows. I can't wear scale mail. Which means that you may, anytime that you're wearing an armor that you choose not to be quote-unquote proficient with, you may use your unarmored modifier instead of the armor. Like it's anathema, so I cannot. I mean, what we could try to do is make some leather armor with leather scales and just paint it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. you'd be yeah, Using metal armor crafty. or shields are anathema. If I perform enough acts that are anathema to nature, I lose my magical abilities including my spellcasting and any benefits of my order. I can be regained only if I demonstrate my repentance by conducting an atone ritual. I mean, but Ross brings up a good point, though. Like, between 
like how crafty we are, we probably could make something that it, that is at least enough to get by. Maybe she just wears like her cloak baggier or something like that instead of yeah. wearing the full armor just wears like a little shirt thing in the front but is otherwise just wearing like leather under it the, the main thing is, is like will it draw suspicion and yeah. yeah there's probably some things that could draw some suspicion I think that having one or two things that are accommodations isn't necessarily gonna insta fail us you know bear in mind too I haven't talked to Morgar so you know they I don't know if they have magic users in the Jatari, but there might be like some alternatives that they have. You know, it's like with police officers that have like alternative uniforms. So let's wait until I talk to Morgar and then maybe there's like an, an option B. Yeah, because if not, Possibly, I, can, yeah. I can maybe swing buying my own hat of disguise and making my armor look Because that Yeah, like that's that. the other option is yeah. get yeah. you a hat of disguise too and then you just illusion it all. I, I could probably spot you if needed. It would probably be, you know, not the worst thing to have multiple hats of disguise. Yeah. Scattering through the city, how this is basically going to work is uh, to gather any of the supplies that you need. It is going to require a loyalty check. In essence, you're going to be contacting your various supporters and seeing, like, does Morgar have some friends in the Datari who can possibly abscond with some tabards and all the rest of that stuff that you need to look the part? that mm -hmm. aren't going to notice where it's like, oh yeah, I know somebody that works in the armory department in one of the towers. And, you know, there's the old sets of armor that they use, or even the training sets that they use for the new recruits or combat drills that they can yeah. come up with something. This is like the Robin Hood, uh, you know, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner when they're getting into the castle to rescue all the people that are about to get hanged. That's what yeah. this is. Uh, so it sounds like you guys were already discussing the idea of finding a carriage. Yeah. And yes. fixing and that carriage up for yourself. we need to get the yourself. prisoner numbers. And mm -hmm. getting the prisoner numbers. Getting the prisoner numbers will require a secrecy check from the okay. rebellion. So it will require a loyalty check to get the, the equipment that you need and a secrecy check as you basically send out your fillers, send out the teams that aren't otherwise engaged in the weekly activities that you'd already decided to send them out on and get everyone out into position, get the ball rolling, get all the materials that you need. Uh, so good. if you can come up with clever solutions, which I think you already have as far as uh, coming up with the buying a, an old carriage at like one of those, maybe there's an auction going on. Mm. Yeah, I'm fixing it up. And fixing that up, that is an option. Now, um, a carriage is a large vehicle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even buying a used carriage, that is still going to set you back 80 gold pieces. So I don't think geez. we have that between us all. We're just going to have to tell them we need to use one of theirs. Ah. Yeah. I have 27. So. Uh, well, you also received 100 gold pieces from um, Octavia. Yeah, but that was to pay her. I mean, that forgery is not going to be cheap. But that's potentially for a bribe. So that depends on what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, think we just, yeah, we just tell them we need yeah. to use one of your carriages. Okay. So that means it is going to be a separate loyalty check to attempt to secure the carriage. Okay. I mean, I do have 42 gold. <laughs> I mean, if we were playing a campaign where we travel a lot, maybe, but that's a lot of yeah, money for... True, yeah. we don't travel very often. I've gotten really tired of walking across this bridge. <laughs> I mean, it's very on brand for Lucia, but like... It's very on brand for Raven that? also. Raven would love a I carriage. I need you to carry me. Has <laughs> one of those little platforms like I have for my office, like the little cat windowsill things that she can just sit and stare out the back window of the carriage. Hmm. I'm just saying. It'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, No. <laughs> Not happening. Not right now. Maybe when we win the AP and we have money. <laughs> Somehow I find this argument very convincing, though. I feel like I must buy Raven a little conveyance. <laughs> Nicolo, don't encourage her. 
She then gives you the side cat eyes. Oh, <laughs> but look at her. How can I say no? <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin starts playing in the background. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Twist the knife. Oh my so, god. So yeah, uh, I suppose then uh, if that's the case, then go ahead and uh, start off with a loyalty check for the party to go and secure some gear for you to use mm. for your uh, escapade here. So go ahead and bounce me uh, a loyalty check for Jordan. Oh God, why do we do this to ourselves? All right, here we go. I roll a five for a 12. You have a hero point? Wait. You all have hero points. Yep. That's up to you if you want to roll it. I need to do two of these, don't I? Um, I'm going to go ahead and use my hero point to reroll that. <laughs> I got I got to do better than a five. Come on now. Why? Why? So my just so unfortunately my uh, my reroll was actually worse. I didn't think it could be worse, but it was because it's me, y'all. Why are we having you be? You can't be in charge of loyalty anymore. I roll a three, uh, which gets me a thirteen. Okay. My previous one was a fifteen. So I vote okay. we make Chesare in charge of loyalty and we move Lucia somewhere else. <laughs> Lucia is demoted for bad luck. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, the good news is you do secure the material. Okay. Bad news. Sounds good. Bad news is people know that we're asking about it, and it's weird. Yeah, probably. People have noticed that there's uniforms missing. All right. Um, Uh, Following that, we do need a secrecy check. I believe that is Vittoria. Yeah, that is Vittoria. Mm. You guys aren't rolling great. Mm. You guys want me to use a hero point on that? It's up to you. There's a 25% chance of getting worse. But that's a 75% chance of getting better. Would personally, but it I'm is gonna, up to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna hero point it. Oops. Oh gosh, uh, right. y'all, we're already burning our hero points fast. Oh my god. Oh my god! Oh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, this tapers off to a smashing I was start. Say, six for a nineteen, re-rolled two for a fifteen. Holy crap, that like never happens to me, and I'm so angry. Oh boy! Well, Jordan, I blame you. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna. I mean, saying, literally, there's nothing he could have done I, to affect I am, that one. I'm probably the, other. the black cat of the party. Like, if anything, everybody's giving oh out bad luck. God. It's probably me. The good black news is, is uh, your ravens have returned back with the information. I just, I don't yeah, like the way Rick is saying this stuff. Uh, yeah, we're basically mm. letting everyone know we're about to do this. I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. We're failing forward. We're just going to hit a wall real fast. <laughs> we're getting a complication. The building is going to be the on Tatari, fire. Basically what it means that Atari are suspicious. There's something going on. The Atari are setting what... up a sting operation as we speak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's get, we're going to be ambushed. There was another loyalty check for something. Yes, there was, which means I have to roll again. Do you need another loyalty check to secure the carriage? Are any what? of these security checks? <laughs> I'm afraid not because it's... Uh. Hey. Redemption! It's a perfect <laughs> 20 for a 30! Yes! <laughs> that is a critical success. Yay! Hey. Maybe it'll make up for it! Uh, and go ahead and have, uh, just somebody go ahead and bounce me a d4. Heather, you Please do not it. me. Oh my god, why? Okay. I don't know if we want a high number. I don't know if you want a I roll a one. Okay. Uh, which means that you actually managed to do all of that in one day. Yes! <laughs> wow, oh, alright. That is why it's so suspicious. <laughs> It's because it's rushed. It was moon day afternoon, so does this all get done on toil day, or do we yes, manage it to... Yes, okay. it takes the following day in its entirety. Okay, okay. so we're ready to go by... Uh, we didn't it's even sick. need to know whether we needed to roll Wheeled high it. or low, but Heather's dice luck worked in our favor <laughs> <Yes>. automatically. <laughs> I was playing the numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> so 
you all scatter to the winds. Nicolo, you return some supplies back to the uh, the Cloven Hoof Society, hand over some beats. Um, Gatris is very excited to make all. He's just like, it's that entire list of like, I could make beet stew. I can make beet juice. I can make, you can make uh, 50 one pint jars of pickled beets. Pickled beets. Yeah. You can make a beet salad. Beet salads beet are good. Salad. Honestly, you just put a little sugar on there and eat it by itself. Sure. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. My picky brain goes, no. They're good. There are, two, there are two listeners out there. One person's like, that sounds great. And the other person who's trying not to throw up, as I say, beet sugars and things like that. <laughs> and beet juice. I spent a lot of time making myself like beets, but I'm happy I did it. The only way I can eat beets is if they're pickled and they're yeah, delicious just that the way. Acid is nice. But I like them in a salad. The yeah, thinly sliced in a salad, as long as it is, a, as long as it's got a dressing of some sort. Well, one, as long as it's got a dressing, preferably something with a little bit more vinaigrette. And uh, as long mm-hmm. as it's like accompanying, like it can't be the main part of the salad. Yeah. It needs to just be like a, a little, uh, a little flavor. Like part of it. Rachel's just making a steadily more and more disgusted face this entire that time. That German place <laughs> that we like to go to has a beet salad. That's amazing. So anything vinegar related vinaigrette, no matter how fancy you say it, vinegar is nasty. But, but it's good but for your pickles. tummy. Pickles are yeah. so good. Pickles are mm-hmm. disgusting. The following day is kind of an all hands on deck sort of situation as you're getting everything secured. Uh, eventually, you manage to secure the enough gear for all of you. You have secured a dagger, mace, set of skelmel, a short bow, and a signal whistle for each person, as well as the appropriate clothing and tabard. Hmm. Uh, right. In each one of these cases, none of these fit perfectly. As you just kind of like find the the one that's the best sort of fit for you, but at the same time they're all uh well yeah the guy was just like this is the best I could get so we're gonna be playing this is one of our first uh, assignments is what it seems <laughs> I like. mean I have a friggin' ten crafting can I not tailor some of this well armor like the armor maybe not but like some of the clothing I could at least make it fit a little better you know let's binder clip this crap you know. <laughs> Uh, all of these are, by the way, on loan, so the assumption is you're going to uh, be returning these afterwards. Otherwise, we'll deal with the notoriety repercussions mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, well, if well, we need to yeah. use them in combat, we should have them written That's down. That's true. You should have so them. So, obviously, if you have a short uh, short sword or long sword, you can use that instead of the mace. Correct. Short sword or long sword would be fine to use instead of the mace. So, yeah. I mean, let's go ahead and say uh, if you want to take an extra day, one of you can attempt a craft check. The other can aid another to attempt to tailor these a little bit to make them fit a little better. What about the like carriage? Can somebody else make like a check on the carriage if we need to while this is going on? Uh, the carriage that you actually receive uh, is a standard Jatari carriage. Uh, nice. This one is actually one that was purchased recently and brought in from West Crown, uh, which has actually been sitting in the docks uh, unused for all of this time after they changed everything over, but I haven't had a reason to put it to use. Uh, and as such, uh, it's not going to be going miss. It's No one's going to notice that it's actually missing once you guys are done with this. In addition, uh, Morgard managed to secure two horses for you. Nice. Uh, these are a little bit on the older side. Uh, they've been uh, kind of put out to pasture and are mostly just used for armorless training routines because they, uh, they're they not quite as sturdy as they used to be. That being said, they also will not be noticed missing mm. if you release them out into the wilderness, and then they can go and enjoy their life, hopefully avoiding the spire drake. <laughs> I made a crafting check. I rolled a three for a nine. Ouch, man, the dice is just hating us right now. In fact, I think I harm you. You critically (laughs) fail. That's a critical fail, so minus one. Yeah, but I just just rolled a natural 20 for my crafting check, which gets me a 30. 
So I imagine like Adria comes in and she starts messing with things and I'm just like It's metal. I can't do all this is weird. What do I do with this? <laughs> yeah, but in, in my, my actual backstory I write that um on the side, Victoria likes to make leather pouches and bags and stuff so that she can customize her uh like uh kits. Nice. Oh, so. nice. You do the whole Batman utility belt kind yeah, of vibe? I sell these yeah. in my shop if you wanted to give it a go. Anyway. She has her own uh, little Etsy store and yeah, <laughs> makes some Like, I, some I really based bags. her off, like, that kind of stuff. I based it off of, like, Sleepy Hollow with uh, Johnny Depp, you know, where he's got his little mm. kit that he pulls out and it's got all the stuff. Yeah, that's yes. that's what she does. <laughs> I need to keep that in mind the next time there's an arterial spray somewhere. Well, if it's a dead so, body, it would not have arterial spray. That was one of the biggest mistakes in that movie. Well, uh, yeah, but it was played for laughs. It was definitely. Also, blood does not look like. It's not bright red, but yeah. Tim Burton was like, this is funny. Let's do it. Yes. And I appreciate that. And that's why it's one of my It does not movies. look like Cadillac red paint. <laughs> yeah. So you would need to spend an extra day basically uh, going through, sizing all of this up, bringing everyone over, uh, getting measurements and all the rest of that for the party. Yeah. And I know there's tricks you can do with like, if it's clothing wise, where you, you just tack it. Yeah, you're tacking it, but it can easily yeah. be just like cut and let back out or whatever so that, uh, you know, we're not ruining somebody's uniform if they need this back. That's true. So, yeah. So we got the, did we get the prison numbers? Well, you have gotten all this prison numbers. Okay. Okay. Again, that sounds good. Again, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, but how he's <laughs> delivering that makes me think, yeah, it's probably going to have a problem with it. It's great. They're wrong. Yeah. Um, one of your one of fine. your supporters, like you, you got the word out, the word got passed along. One of your supporters... Went in there and was like, yeah, just nonchalantly went back there and uh, wrote down all these numbers. And I mean, maybe a guard came in at one point. And I just kind of had to, like, make some excuse that I was looking for the bathroom. And then maybe I left the book open on the page. Who knows? Uh, but I, mm. here's the numbers. Great. All right. Now I have Yikes. to talk to Finquay or whatever. Chesare would have just sent a letter to Colanis that was basically like, don't worry but Be you know happy. not obvious what it's about you know what i mean okay just so she's not freaking out yeah and uh i believe she's you? she said no. she was gonna stay with you for um the following day but then she's gone back home now mm. yeah so she, i would have talked to her then when i got back on moon day yeah. so she knows the plan she waits with anticipation um, I'm also assuming that uh, one of you sent a raven or a note to citrona letting her know mm. We talked to your cousin. Here's your ring back. Don't worry. We've got a ball rolling. So you prep yourselves. Send out your ravens. Gather the information that you can. Gather the necessary materials. All the rest of that. It's a little past noon by the time that Vittoria is at the very least happy with all of the changes that she's made to all of your clothing. Uh, by this point, uh, Niccolo and uh, Adria would have made their way up there to go and uh, give over the uh, or get their measurements done and get everything ready for them. I swam across the river. You swam across the river because you didn't want to pay the toll. Nope, you both paid the toll and made your way yeah. across the river. You gathered together in the safe house, go over everything. As Vittoria is making the final adjustments on, like, getting the cloak length correct for Cesare because Cesare is so freaking tall, Laria would come in and uh, settle down with all of you in the, uh, the little gathering area where previously you've been hanging out and having drinks and playing card games and everything. It's rather quiet right now because you have almost all the ravens out in the fields doing or out in the field doing things. Mm. Once you'd asked about Laria, Laria would have basically sent some fillers out, including uh, reached out to Nolly Peltry, who worked more directly with Ruba uh, before getting back to all of you as she makes her way down 
uh, her blonde hair somewhat disheveled, uh, looking a little bit uh, tired because it's been kind of a long, busy week, mm. uh, especially considering the uh, the concern going through the city and especially for her now trying to get in coffee, which is becoming oh, yeah. steadily more and more expensive. Yeah. I but imagine. she takes off her leather coat, uh, throws it over the back of a chair before settling down. So I did a little digging on this uh, Bruba character. Mm-hmm. The very long story short of it is she has worked in the past for the network. That being said, she's uh, she was reticent to begin with and mm. has become steadily more so uh, to the point that she's uh, more or less gone to ground since the Night of Ashes, since she seemingly, in her view, has narrowly avoided getting her own place burned to the ground. Mm. Uh. She might require some convincing. I don't suppose, you know, any other, anyone else that could do a high-quality forgery. That would be more accommodating. <sighs> Nolly says that she knows a couple of other people. They could make something passable for you. But Ruba's the best. Right? I mean, my opinion is we need the best. And considering our roles, we're going to need the best. Yeah, considering <laughs> our roles, we need the best. And, uh, you know. Yeah, we can try, Ruba. And if, you know, we strike out there, we strike out. Yeah, but if we can get a high-quality forgery, I mean, that's the thing they're going to be looking at the closest. So we definitely want to get the best we can. Mm-hmm. Very true. No, I, I I agree. I was just wondering if perhaps there was another forager, but if she's the best, then we'll do what we can. There are others out there that can make something passable, but uh, Ruba spent uh, years and years working for the city. So mm. she knows the ins and outs, the specific wording, has the proper, literal, literally the proper paper to uh, apply all this to. So she's an expert, and from what I understand from talking to Nolly, she has uh, basically all the seals that you're going to need to make this look as official as possible. Uh, cool. So, all right. she's going to be your best bet as far as people to go with, but uh, the one thing that she did warn me about is that uh, she tends to play hardball, as in she's going to ask for something exorbitant, and uh, you might just want to see if you can't talk her down. Okay. So haggle. I would haggle okay. with her, but... Uh, I know this is probably going to sound a little contradictory, but uh, don't make it uh, so cheap that the idea of selling you out is a more profitable venture for her otherwise. Mm-hmm. She's never done anything negative against the network, and we believe that she's fairly trustworthy. We wouldn't go to her otherwise, but people Have change when uh, they start seeing homes and businesses burning to the ground. Octavio did give us quite a bit of coin, so if we have to use it, we use it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. That sounds fair. And do you know exactly where her business is. I know it's down the way from uh, Ogre's Smithy, down Cadenza Road, uh, basically right before it reaches Castle Road. Hmm. Okay. Mm. There's an alleyway that runs down the way past Ulmer's Smithy. Okay, she's over by, like, the Opera House and Aria Park. Yeah, she's right around the way from the Opera House and Aria Park. Okay. All right. Okay, let's get going then. Oh, best of luck to you. Mm, Thanks. Hmm? So who wants to do the majority of the talking? Probably would be best if we didn't all chime in. I mean, given my uh, relative uh, inexperience with such things, I'm probably not a good candidate for the subtlety of how you ask for such things. Give and take. Most people probably won't trust me, though, on face. Mechanically, who has the best diplomacy, I guess, is the, is the question. I have a seven. I have a three, so I'm bad. No, Cesare has an eight. I have That's an eight right as well, is. but it could very well be I would have a penalty being a tiefling. Again, it yeah, would depend so on who she right. is, really. Yeah, like so. there's a little bit of like, let's see who 
matches her vibe the most as well. I was gonna yeah. say if this if she's a tiefling, then hey, Nicolo. Well, even then, it it would depend. <laughs> she one of those self-hating tiefling? <laughs> no, I don't have necessarily the best reputation amongst all of. The oh, that's true. Community. You don't. Yeah. I mean, I have a plus nine, but it, like, I think it, you're right where it needs to be kind of uh, who gels with her the best. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll default to Victoria if we need to, but then yeah. we'll just go from there. Play it by ear. Alrighty, let's go. You gather yourselves together. Uh, get ready to set off. Before you ex actually exit out of the wasp nest, Morgar makes his way down from the secret passage. Gives all of you a nod as he approaches. You're not mm -hmm. heading out on mission immediately. No, we still had some more things to find first. What is going on? I did a little information gathering. A little something on my own. I figured before you go into the holding house, I would check in and see what Datari had been put in place there and who the warden is. Mm. Mm. Good to know. All of the Datari there are new arrivals to the city. You're not going to see many sympathetic faces there. Mm. Probably but trying to good. avoid anyone who may have uh, been positively impacted by the Hell Knights in the, in the past. Mm. And the warden is a woman by the name of Kyra Sabo. She is a local. Has she had dealings with the Hell Knights before? Hell Knights specifically, no. She was a member of the Tatari until about three years ago. There was some sort of run-in uh, reports use of excessive force. Oh, boy. That she was uh, removed from the Tatari. Mm. And of course, that makes a prime candidate for them to bring back. She left the city and returned and now has been placed as a uh, in command in the Tatari uh, despite the fact that she left to go and attend the faith of Asmodeus in Agorian mm. where she was inducted as an inquisitor oh great working under great. shoot that's bad it's one hells of a complication indeed it is what it is the rumors surrounding her is that she's uh a cruel and sadistic woman personally enjoys making the men and women under her command uncomfortable and generally keeps them in line through threats. Mm. Also mm. that she sometimes either often approves or engages in directly torture prisoners. Uh, which also makes it good for what they were wanting to do to the homages. Oh, I'm sure it's already begun. I don't like to think about it, but... Ugh, jeez. So all I know is that she's apparently there and the little rumor that I held past that is that she's brought in her own personal interrogator as they refer to her as. Mm. Mall was the name given. And I don't recognize it and there was no last name provided. Well, thank you for letting us know about this, Morgar. Right. Yeah. As a side I mean, note, she's uh, commonly referred to by her subordinates but never to her face as Sebo the Spider. Oh. Hmm. Well, sounds okay. pleasant. All right, well, doesn't change much about what we have to do, but it's good to know who we're faced against. Mm-hmm. Means a bit more cautious with our step, I think, but you're yep. right, it does not change the plan. It does change maybe how fast we need to keep moving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Definitely the less time she has to scrutinize, the better. Mm-hmm. You gather yourselves together, I imagine. Set off into the city. Navigating through the city streets is no issue. Uh, this time, you're again, it's a little bit past noon by this point of the day. Uh, you make your way following along the uh, Alabaster Way, cut back over a bridgeway, take that down, probably to the river road, 
and then cut the river road over until you reach Cadenza Road and just take the circle around. So avoiding going into uh, the castle district, and I imagine for all of you probably for the last couple of days, avoiding going nearing the near the holding house when you're otherwise. Oh yeah, we don't want to look like we're casing it or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have heard that as of about two days ago was the first incident of them dog housing one of the armagers, which Great. took place in Aria Park, which was a 12 hour affair. Good uh, at which point they packed them back up and then returned them back to the holding house. Jeez. Jeez. You make your way through the city streets with no issue. Circle back around. Know that you're getting closer to your destination uh, when you hear the distant sounds of Ulmer Smith or Smithy as you begin to approach closer to uh, to your actual destination. Uh, more likely than not, most of you have probably not gotten anything directly from Ulmer Smithy. Hmm. I assume he mostly deals in tools, horseshoes, that sort of thing. He actually deals in a variety of different uh, tools. He does do you know tools, horseshoes, all the rest of that stuff. He is also known for uh, making exceptional armor, although he primarily doesn't deal in weaponry. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Ulmer Smithy is mostly renowned for, one, being the only dedicated dwarven smithy in the city. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and two, since he apparently has been here for over a hundred years, uh, wow. even when they refurbished and uh, did all the updates to the Cantargo Opera House, which is only a block and a half away, he has steadfastly refused to move or be bought out of his plot of land, no matter how many times it is offered to him and Good how many him. complaints that he gets from the growing Jarvis End district. Their steady uh, expansion of the more middle class into that area. <laughs> he just keeps hammering away over at a smithy. Yep. They're like, they're like, we want to buy this plot of land. You're so noisy. Yeah. <laughs> and Dang smelly. Dwarven stamina, just hammering all day. Yep. You pass by Ulmer Smithy, which again has the uh, the titular dwarf. Uh, he has one of those forges there set up outside so he can just be, you know, out there in the, uh, the front yard, just hammering away uh, in front of people passing by and hang up his various wares. Uh, from what you understand, he has difficulty keeping a good clientele, mostly because he is uh, almost stereotypically gruff <laughs> uh, to the point that he seems to not care whether or not people actually buy from him ah. fair enough we should befriend him immediately <laughs> <laughs> we could use a big strong dwarf navigating your way past him you head down the basically where Cadenza Road dead ends right after it meets Aria Road and continues for a short distance to the end of the way here are a number of houses that have been crammed together uh, in essence, like most of Old Cantargo, it is built in that tradition where wedged one after the next, after the next, after the next, in that almost classic uh, brownstone style. Mm. You walk by two houses before seeing a mint green door with a plaque set into the front of it. The plaque reads simply, Ruba Finque, Notarius, Copyist, Reader, Translator. Okay. Hey guys, good news, she can read. <laughs> well, in case you need something proofed. Yeah. yeah. Well, shall we? As you step in, directly over the door is one of those doorbells, curly piece of metal that loops back mm. on itself like two or three times mm. and has the hanging bell that the door bangs into as uh, you open this up. Inside the place is cramped. Mm. Bookshelves line the walls off towards the right and left. A table sits off towards one side, uh, which is surrounded by numerous, what you can only define as overstuffed chairs. It more looks like you've walked into someone's living room than an actual shop. The back wall opposite of where the door is, is covered in numerous books with prices laid out across them. As apparently you can also buy stationery here, as well as various uh, implements, writing sets, inks, and chalk, as well as uh, charcoal. Chesare would be eyeing all of that, like, wait, I'm not here to shop. 
not <laughs> here to buy things. A large doily covers that circle, circular table and seems to be set out with an entire tea set, which hmm. is arranged around it. The right-hand wall off towards the side is covered with what you can only assume is a comedic array of various occult implements. Haro decks, Ouija boards, various other items of occult divinations. Uh, for wow. those of you who are actual occultists or uh, trained in occultism. I am. They are viable tools. None of these are particularly special. These are kind of the stuff that you would expect to be shelled out to people. Uh, judging by the desk that you can see at the back, which you're going to guess is the proprietor's desk, although she is not currently at it. Uh, it looks like all of the cards are actually done by woodblock prints. Hmm. that she seems to be in the process of making more horror cards. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Very nice. The other thing that you note are the four cats that look as curiously as you enter before just returning back to slump in the various chairs, laying on bookshelves, <laughs> or watching you curiously from the corners. All right. She's all right, y'all. She's got four cats. Chester's like, I have a cat on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing there are no other customers in here right now. No, it, it appears to be dead. Cesare would probably actually start looking at the occult stuff just to see how high quality these cards are and things like that. This is all standard occult equipment, which means that these uh, hard decks range from the uh, common, which you could probably buy for about 10 gold pieces, to the fine, which are about 11 gold pieces, um, and simple, which are the one gold piece bare minimums. So the full range of uh, basic horror decks. Some of them are made from low quality paper and typically only have an icon and a number that displays the suit. And the other ones are much more complicated. That are the woodblock ones that appear to be custom woodblock prints that she has made. That's actually really cool. The door at the back of the, the hall off of this room opens up and a woman makes her way in. Ruba appears to be an elderly woman with shocking considering you would say that she is, must be in her... 70s or 80s that being said jet black mass oh. of hair tied up on top in a loose bun she wears basic robes although these are bright in color and a large sash which circles around the center of her waist that seems to be every feasible color that you could find in any tailor shop cool hmm. nice the woman glances over all of you she entered this kind of holds up a, a finger for a second, you know, turns around. For any of those of you who are close nearby, you can see just kind of fishes around, takes something out, dips it in a nearby glass of water, and then places her wooden dentures into her mouth. <laughs> kind of clacks those a couple of times to get them in place before giving you a literal wooden smile as she makes her way forward. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Ah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How can I help you today? Ah. Uh well, we have a bit of a particular request, if we may. A uh, custom order. Oh. We are acquaintances with some farmers who once had you draw up some documentation concerning their crops. Nice. She eyes you for a long moment. I don't. I, I'm. I don't know exactly what you're speaking of. Um, we. And have a need of your services, though not in the same way that our farmer friends did. Do you need me to reach beyond the veil? She gestures her hands dramatically. <laughs> we were hoping something more along the lines of making some documents. Oh, I'm not sure exactly what you've heard, but um, 
I don't exactly do that anymore. And we understand that things in Kintargo are trying at the moment. It's true, but, it's true. It's a time of uncertainty. Perhaps and, you would like a horror reading to give you a certain degree of certainty about your future. Cesare would pull Raven off of his shoulders and like Hello. make it obvious, like, <laughs> I have a kitty. <laughs> Hello. Plus bond over what a kitties. handsome young woman. She reaches out with, uh, her, again, her fingernails are like two inches long a piece and like Ugh. scratches as Raven begins to like preen yeah. and stretch. Cesare sets Raven down on the counter in front of Ruba. Could Raven talk to other cats? Not yet. Not till six level. Oh, okay. No. Almost. Well, yeah. perhaps we should start with a reading. What do mm. you think, Raven? What do I think about what? Getting other reading. Uh, sure. Reading would be good. We are willing to make it worth your while. How much is she going to charge for the hero reading? It'll be one silver piece per participant for a full reading. Now, if you like, I could sell you one of my my simple horror decks. And then if you would like, you could perform your own. I have a one-page pamphlet on doing your own readings. Um, I love her so much. Although I warned you, do not trifle in the realm of the spirits. The fancy <laughs> decks are what? You said 11 gold? 11 gold pieces. Can I, like, vibe check her for a second to see, yeah. like, is she trying to, like, tell us something? Is this a, a secret code she wants to use through the reading? Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get <laughs> out know. of it, too. I was wondering yeah, if You can make a that. secret perception for sense motive, if you so wish. I shall. Okay. is just going to pull one of the expensive decks off the shelf, place it on the counter in front of her, and put down 12 gold pieces. Oh. Very generous, Master Elf. Uh, Vittoria, Adria, you get the feeling that she is constantly just trying to redirect away from this because of this. Uh, and it's quite possible that she may be putting this forward because if you were Datara, you probably wouldn't actually be spending money in the shop to buy. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. If this Which was just a, a little of... operation to see if this is kind of like a sting sort of set. It's almost mm. that whole uh, if you're going to sample the merchandise, you're probably not a cop sort of thing. Adria will pick up a writing set. Uh, and buy a writing set. Yeah, Cesare will buy a fancy Haro deck and then give her a gold piece for the and a little bit of a tip. Your work is amazing. Thank you. I have a nephew. He lives back in Magnamar and makes these amazing woodcuts for me. Hmm. He is quite the artist. We've so, heard the same about you. Oh, I'm, I'm not quite what I used to be. You know, fragile hands, you understand. Especially this time of year. We're hoping to help a lot of people's nephews. You know, with the papers that you could provide us. I see. Um, what if I do a simple, quick reading for you? Hmm? Couldn't hurt. Your friend has already chosen to uh, to purchase this magnificent set, and I can only assume with his fine taste in companionship. She reaches down and scratches Raven once again. Yeah. Who Raven, yes. be, be the kitty, be the adorable kitty, do the things. Obviously, as one who appreciates the mystic arts. My lord. I do know a bit about the occult myself, though I must admit I don't know that much about the Haro deck. Also, if you have a chance, what are the name of your other kitties? They're very cute. Yes, that is Bagel. It's just yes. over there in the corner Aww. right there. Cupcakes back over there. Dang it, Aww. it's this, all food names. This long one is Baguette. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Baguette is and my new other, favorite. 
This other one, I had to break with the with the naming convention, is rotisserie. For the, uh, the chicken I found her stealing out of the back of a dumpster. Aww, oh my so gosh, cute. this reminds me of something I saw. I saw two cats uh, on Reddit that had, uh, they have little masks literally on their faces, like Aww. from their fur pattern, and they were named Zorro and Bandit, and I thought that yeah. was cute. Well then. Baguette. Very nice. Thank you. She lays out three cards on the table. I'll do a quick and easy reading. May I see your hands, young master elf? Shazray would extend his hands. She lasers on yours, closes her eyes. Oh, mm. I sense much trouble in your past. You had a difficult time with your parents. Mm. And there was a, a boy, a young boy. I'm, I'm sensing a letter. Mm. Was it, was it A? A young boy from your past, the name started with A, first name maybe. Chesare starts to almost pull his hands away. <laughs> Adria's like, dang, she got him. <laughs> the rest of us are like, what? <laughs> There's a great deal of trouble, but but I sense something. She traces one long fingernail along her palm. I sense something new, a new start, mm. a chance for a brighter future. Oh, there's another young man, isn't there? <laughs> oh, I can see. Let me read your future, young man. I say young man to be polite because you Probably centuries on me, but well, Wait, not a spy. Is, is, there, is there another young man, Cesare? <laughs> Everyone looks over like, ooh. <laughs> we all noticed the Hedeman product happening on the cat. And the <laughs> yeah, he's been looking quite fancy recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raven looks back between Cesare and her back to Cesare. She's magical. <laughs> <laughs> She's very magical. She's like really it. good. <laughs> it is... Cesare just sort of nods at Raven, like, this is weird. Okay, she, okay, she can pull the cards. She takes the first card, flips it over, revealing a beautiful picture of an owl in flight, hmm. sailing over a moonlight forest. Ah, the owl. The owl stands balanced, is neutral in all things as nature is. But great wisdom comes from the owl, a harsh wisdom of the natural order. The owl understands that for the forest to grow, the forest must burn. But you see here, the owl has something there in her beak. It's a needle. The owl holds the needle that can restore in your future, perhaps, restoring what has been torn asunder, sewing it back together. But much like stitching a wound, it is painful, but it helps the healing. And then she takes another card, flips it over, revealing a resplendent woman in plate-mailed armor standing on top of a cliff overlooking a sea. Mm. Ah, the paladin. Yes, yes. You see here the paladin stands tall and strong, the paladin is a sense of good and righteousness, but also strength. Not just strength for themselves, but strength for others. The paladin represents standing resolutely against trouble, not backing down. That's the course you're taking now, aren't you? You see evil, but you now must stand against it. It will hurt. The owl has shown that. But with strength and resolve, you can press through. And now... 
She pulls out the third card, holds it for a long moment. Oh, good. Looking down at it, laying it down, revealing what appears to be a line of beds covered in writhing people as bird-masked individuals walk between oh, them. Oh, no. Uh-oh. The sickness. And the sickness is an evil card. It speaks of corruption, famine, plague, pestilence, disease. It shows what will be in your future. You have come from the pain of the past, which has been burned down and you have risen above it, like the owl using the heat of the flames to ascend up to greater heights. Now you stand resolute here at the precipice with the pain behind you, but ahead of you is more, is a corruption, not of the body, no, no, not of the body, a deeper corruption, pervasive, one that threatens to inflict us all. She shudders a little bit, taking the three cards, setting them aside, reaching out, taking Cesare's hands again. I will help you so that what I saw there does not come to pass. Be resolute. The paladin is supporting you. I am doing my best. Cesare would squeeze her hands because this was creepy as f- Eerily so unnerving than somebody so perfectly like vaguely explaining your entire existence. Like uh. all vagaries. She. It starts with an A. So Raven's the paladin, "Ah." right? We're the paladin. I thought it was Nicolo. Raven stands resolute, looking over the table. Give Raven a little suit of armor. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand. I can tell from your hands that you are a a practicer of the arcane and the occult. I run classes on star days, if you ever need. I will keep that in mind. This week is tea leaf reading. The tea is free. (laughs) (laughs) That explains the tea set in the middle. I'm ready for it. Oh man. (laughs) And two more levels, Raven can make some cat friends who can spy on the forger shop, is all I'm saying. That's (laughs) You can come back and visit, and obviously you appreciate the true uh, beauty that is uh, the the feline companions, mystical creatures, masters of the dreamlands. These four are keeping me company down here. The others are all upstairs. Oh, Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. There's pretzel and ciabatta (laughs) and... And pita? Bread? I just think pita like always lays really flat to breads anymore. It's just bread. It's just bread. (laughs) (laughs) They're all named for bread. And seven grain. (laughs) And rye. Oh my god. There's sourdough over there. I I love this crazy old woman. I love her. Oh my gosh. No. No, Dearie, she gestures back towards Niccolo. Do me a favor and, and turn that sign around and, and maybe oh. pull the curtains. Of course, it's oh. going to require some more readings, I'm sure. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> we must dive, dive deep. Go ahead and lock that door. We must dive deep. <laughs> Nicola I love locks how her it. demeanor is still like ethereal and airy, and then it's just like, and lock that door. <laughs> we have coin to compensate you for your efforts, of course. Tell me what you need done, and I will see if I can make it happen. We need a writ of transfer for prisoners. 
think Adria had the document from. Oh yeah, uh, I, I pulled the documents out. Yeah. She starts a little bit at that, just you know, kind of reaching up and pushing her dentures back into place. What? Takes <laughs> really the uh, grit from you. All I will say is that my nephew is indeed in great danger. Great danger. She looks over this writ. Almost absentmindedly, a hand goes over and, and slides a card off the top of the hard deck next to her. Just kind of looks over at it. <laughs> Can I see which it one it is? Slides back into the deck. Uh, yeah, you can make me a perception roll, sir. Oh, I want to perceive as well. I also yeah, would like good. to try to perceive. I would perceive. Like to see. Uh, Lucia does not notice this as she is currently uh, dangling her fingers and getting swatted by Baguette. But the rest <laughs> of you uh, notice that the card in question seems to show a mass of people of various walks of life carrying torches and pitchforks. And Ooh. from the lead man oh. carrying the pitchfork dangles a beautiful bejeweled crown. Can I make an occult roll to see if I know yeah, what Anyone that wishes is? to uh, may make an occultism. I mean, I'm going to try because that sounds fun. Uh, most of you are not familiar with this. Um, Adria, you're pretty sure that's one of those like really bad natural disaster kind of cards that forebodes bad things on the horizon. Uh, however, Vittoria, actually, you recognize this card as being the Uprising. Mm. Uh, the ah. Uprising occupies the chaotic but neutral side of strength, representing overwhelming strength that catches the subject up in something much more powerful than themselves. Oh, cool. Nice. So she's looking the at thing. it from her own point of view. Mm. You know, it's probably a good thing. She slides it away. I can make this happen. I see that you have powerful friends and a great need. I am 84 years old. She's almost as old as me. I know the city before the rise of throne. I know the city from before the, the end of the Civil War. I would hate to see that pain return, but sometimes one must just accept one's fate. No, we are doing our best to see that those times do not return. I remember them as well. Mm-hmm. I see, I see, yes. Some of us are old enough to know the old pains and hurts. Not the hip. The hip has been mad for years. But the other old <laughs> pains and hurts. I can do this for you. However, it is a very dangerous thing to do. And I may need to quickly move on if my involvement in such should become widely known. Mm -hmm. We have no intention, of course, of... Um talking about anything but our readings today. No, of course not, no. It would not do well for you or for me, and I can see, I can see on your gentle face. You are a man that has suffered much from the world, but you have not let it weigh you down. This is probably the first time anybody's actually told Nikola he has a gentle face, but... <laughs> oh. Nikola's like, do I? He, like, touches his face. Wow. My hand doesn't feel that soft. <laughs> Feels I, don't put any, I don't put any moisturizer on there. It's the eyes, the window to the soul. Mm. I would be able to do this for for a mere 100 pieces of gold. I could make this writ for you in such a way that none could debate it. None would dare. Do we want to talk the old lady down or do we just want to give her the 100 gold that I kind of just want to give her the money. I kind of just want to give her the gold. Yeah. yeah, she has a bunch of cats. And I love her. <laughs> I love her. A bunch I love of cats and she is I, adorable. I want to make sure she can feed all the kitties. I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, let's totally just hand it over. Just place the money on the counter. Yep. She nods, takes it, kind of holds it for a long second, closes her eyes, 
and then nods as if somehow psychically knowing that it's 100 pieces of gold. <laughs> She's a psychic! <laughs> and slides it underneath the table. She knows how much 100 pieces of gold There isn't even a psychic weighs. in this version, in this I'm world I'm pretty yet. sure Rick just took advantage of the fact that everyone here... Oh, she knows what she's doing. NPC, we love yes, a cat, yes. and we love a cat named after a food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love a good cat-loving NPC. Yep. Yes. Yep. And a crazy little old lady. I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. I was going to say, I'm getting, like, spirited away vibes. Mm-hmm. The grandma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, grandma. Yeah. Can't remember her name. <laughs> Not Yubaba, but her sister. Up. No, the other one. Walks back to the back. Returns back with what appears to be basically a briefcase. She opens this where you see an array of different quills, inks, various stamps, a number of different waxes of different colors and hues, various reams of paper that she just looks this over, looks back, looks this over, reaches over and almost without even looking, finds by feel the proper paper, slides it down, grabs an ink file, pulls that out, takes that, digs through her sills, gets up, walks into the back again, comes back out with a different box, opens that up, revealing a number of seals, each one of them of a different Hell Knight order, pulls the proper (laughs) seal out. Oh my God. This will only take a short time. Great. Feel free to peruse the magical Emporium, or if you are of a more practical mind, the mole skin journals. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, Victoria, um, is like, I don't suppose you give lessons on this. She looks up towards you. <laughs> looks back down. Lessons on this? I could be persuaded if someone wished to stay after one of my divinatory lessons to teach a little bit more of the mundane but the beautiful craft of replication. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, only for the purpose of making convincing historical replicage. Oh, but of course. <laughs> Sold yes. as such, of course. Historical replicas, exactly. Yes. Uh, and you have a calendar somewhere, I hope. Oh, I yes, I have numerous calendars. You can find them there. I even have some that have come from as far away as the Dragon Empires of the East. Oh, more that, uh, so I know what day to come. It's Stardate. Oh, yes, that too. (laughs) Every star day, we begin at 4.30. I close the door slightly early. And we have some some crumpets, and then we settle down for divinations after we discuss our dreams. You have a dream journal, don't you, dearie? You should. (laughs) I see it in your eyes. You are a deep dreamer. Troubled dreams. I see troubled dreams, but let them speak to you because in them you may find the people you're looking for. Hmm. We're looking for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Plus, I mean, Vittoria might be looking for people in particular that we don't know about. I just see Rachel say there's like, do I want to be an occult investigator? <laughs> I think you do. I mean, I let's be honest, do, that just sounds cool. Suddenly the occult is so hot in our group right now. <laughs> yep. I got a plus 10. <laughs> Pick up the new Dark Archive book. Anyway. Next level, like, Victoria starts taking dedication and witch or something like that. <laughs> just I am a paranormal investigator. Yeah, the new thaumaturge, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little thaumaturge. She sets down, grabs the proper ink, pulls out a book and flips that open, showing various handwriting styles. 
<laughs> before eventually settling on one that seems to be based out of a handwriting, somewhat of an amalgamation of handwriting styles commonly found in Agorian and West Crown. She then begins to write with expert precision, one line after the next, after the next. She then takes that, sprinkles sand over the top of this, taps it out, makes sure that the ink is properly dried, takes a moment, reaches down, and then makes tiny imperfections. Mm. As if, you know, <laughs> yes. maybe, maybe, the, maybe the pen lingered for a second, looking over one of these names as if uh, not entirely positive of the spelling or double checking the spelling of the name before they put it down. Mm -hmm. Things that would be quite believable. Mm -hmm. Gently, you know, smudges that as if it was corrected. Takes out a, uh, takes out a piece of paper, writes down a, uh, a name on this. The name in question being for the Paralictor Kyrie Ecodir. <laughs> this comes this all the down. way from the top. Digs around, finds a small piece of silk. Places that in place, then pours down the, uh, the wax on top of this. Takes the stamp stamps this ribbon in place at the bottom. Mm, hold on, hold on. She then fishes around underneath, waits for that to dry, comes back up, produces a black scroll tube with the Datari emblem on the cap for the scroll tube. <laughs> wow! Rolls this up, slides this inside, caps it back on top, and hands over what you can only seem to be a masterpiece in forgery. Good. Golly, that you was You really worth it. are the best. I mean, we, we heard you were the her. best, but. Oh, the, the hands are old, but the skills, the muscles remember, even if the, the tendons are a little arthritic. Dear gods, that was amazing. We all just watched her for the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Victoria has just written down Star Day 4.30. I mean, I was absolutely petting Bagel, but other than that. <laughs> it's the attention uh, to detail. It's the fact that it has the 40K seal on it. You yeah, know? it's got the 40K stamp at the bottom. Thank you well, very much. Of course, of course. I'm always happy to aid a person or group of brave souls in finding their destinies for a nominal fee. <laughs> sure, I gotta have, you know, cat food money. The cats, the cats, they eat me out of house and home. It's true, but I will say, if you do not have a feline, you should. Mm. Let them sleep upon the bed with you and they will journey with you, unseen at times, but never unfelt, into the realms of dreams and aid you in your journeys, freeing oh. you from the terrors and the night gaunts that would haunt you otherwise. Raven. Yep. Do you do this? Oh yeah, nightly. Just battle night gaunts <laughs> everywhere. Adrian's like, I'm gonna have a cat. Raven's actually a level 20 wizard. <laughs> He's a level 20 wizard in Ulthir. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. I need to get a cat. <laughs> oh, if you would like, I know that, uh, uh, I know that Scone is expecting kittens here shortly, so I can let you know if you would like. Please do. I would be honored. Aww. Of course, of course. Scone is a beautiful cat. I don't know about that sneaky Tom, but Scone is a beautiful cat. She likes to escape sometimes and gallivant. She's a little promiscuous. <laughs> I'm just thinking of my old teacher friend, Shinner. Cat was named Hooker. <laughs> it's true. Whoa! That was the cat's name. Whoa! All right. But I will well. let you know, 
She's due any day now, but then hmm. you want to give the kittens some time with their mother. Of course. Of course. Of course. But then you can come, you can bond, you can join in for the mystical ceremonies and bond with the kittens. And then one day, <laughs> that kitten can protect you as you go on your own ethereal journeys. Sounds delightful. Into the, she adjusts her dentures real quick. Into the great <laughs> beyond. She's the best and I love her. Mm-hmm. This is Sounds the episode nice. where we really shill the Dark Archives. <laughs> pick, pick up the new copy of Dark Archives and consider... <laughs> and learn more about the ethereal. I expect everyone here to have multiclassed into Thaumaturge once you're done. Oh my gosh. Your various archetypes. All right, Rick, I need to retrain. <laughs> and Thaumaturge. <laughs> well, thank you. Of course, I wish you well. Good day to you. Would you like me to flip the sign back on the way out? Yes, flip the sign, unlock it. Be careful making your way out. Especially, especially late tomorrow, tomorrow evening. I sense rain. Oh, I love rain. <laughs> Good evening, all. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. It is good that we never met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just kind of taps her nose and that remember we never mm-hmm. met mm-hmm. We, all, we all give her like the mock salute mm-hmm. just like yep acknowledged I honestly don't know where I was this evening it's weird of course of course take care take care I I'll do baking the- classes on Wednesdays <laughs> as soon as you make your way out I'll flip the sign and unlock the door and all that delightful. And then, yeah. next delightful. week it's pumpkin bread as you walk out the door <laughs> yes Yes. Please give me more money. <laughs> well, we know where all of our excess gold will be going. Yes. D- despite her advanced age, she's wearing that. She's living that millennial life of these are like my five she side hustles. She got the hustle. Yes. She got that hustle hard. She got the mm-hmm. hustle going. Well, Victoria's going to come learn how to do forgeries. So that sounds great. We, I think yeah. yeah. like, uh, if she did did do that, Lucia will definitely attend because Lucia needs to learn how to cook. I feel like bright and early tomorrow morning, like before they can maybe take one of them to Aria Park to do Lord knows what with, we should mm. do this. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. First thing. Also, yep. Adrian would be very hurt if you went to somebody else for cooking lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Although Adrian might show up to just be like, okay, I can I can come here Trade and some enjoy recipes. some tea and talk some. Uh, the di- I have an the awkward moment where Lucia fun. walks in and you're just like, <gasps> how dare. Oops. Say so y'all are technically the same generation. They I mean, are. She's only like sure. six years younger. Yeah, six years younger than me. So yeah, yeah. So you see, so you can trade your banana bread recipe for a pumpkin bread recipe. Yeah, that can be know. fun. <laughs> we gotta go on an excursion to the swamp, though. You all make your way uh, out into the city streets now, having secured the armor, the weapons, the carriage, the names, and now grit, as well as apparently plans for what your characters can do in downtime later to learn new. <laughs> Everyone's taking extra lore. Um, I'm we're training in occultism. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and Nicolo's going to get a kitten. Well, I'll come up with a, I think a good Victoria name is for the too. kitten. <laughs> Maybe Victoria also. Everyone gets a cat. Yeah, uh, I have a cat and a very dog. Very on brand for us. Everybody gets cat. It just occurred to me, especially because Raven will be able to talk to them, is I've officially made like four new NPCs that I'm going to have to <laughs> It's more and than four because we, we got them, everybody. We got them. <laughs> Upstairs were more. 
And there's already Argent at the at the that base. Raven's gonna have yep. lots of friends. She's gonna yeah. have her, kid, her she's gonna have her cat spy network, guys. What, Cities what everywhere. Have, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to the episode where Rick spends the whole time talking with himself, talking, <laughs> talking his various NPC cats. And uh, until next time. Good luck, Pathfinders, as we will leave it off there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a heist everybody. next time. Take That'll be care. fun. Yes. Come back for the heist. Oh, it's not a heist. Yes. It's a jailbreak. Like we keep saying so heist. Break. The jailbreak. Jail yeah. Come back for the, the jailbreak. jailbreak. <laughs> we're taking people, <laughs> not stuff. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>